0: Pulse 95 Live with Abdul Karim and Aisha. Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. Pulse Pulse 95 Live indeed and now we are going to be learning a lot about poetry, more about self-love, mental health, relationships and more to inspire us because we've got a a very uh, fascinating guest with us today and who is going to make us feel all less alone because we're talking about poetry in digital age we're talking about poetry as a way to inspire us all now we're talking about shelby lee and she's written her work recent work girl made of glass so a very very a warm welcome uh, to shelby lee and a very good afternoon thank you for joining us today
1: thank you so much for having me it's wonderful to meet you both and chat with you today
0: it's we're looking forward to this now let's start off by talking about mental health and poetry how do they uh, go hand in hand and how can they be useful
1: definitely i think poetry is so healing to not only read but also to write it's something that i use a lot in my own healing journey it's something that i've been doing since i was little Um, and it didn't start off being about mental health i didn't really know what that meant i was just writing what i felt i was writing my emotions i was navigating anxiety and insecurities that i had growing up and still today and it slowly evolved into being a mental health poet and sharing my work online. And I didn't have a name for it, but it's there's a huge intersection between the two. Poetry is so vulnerable, and it's so healing. And of course, our emotions are going to come out in poetry. And so whether you read poetry or you write poetry, there's such a, a strong intersection between the two.
2: Mm-hmm. And how do you define poetry? Because when we think of poetry, especially in English literature class, There is a specific idea of what poetry is and then modern poetry just broke a lot of these rules. So how do you define it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I I love that question because to me, I think poetry is so many different things. I don't prescribe to those strict roles that we learn about in school. Mm -hmm. And of course, I admire so many writers that I grew up reading and learning about in school. But my audience primarily is going to be younger people. I I speak to young adults, I speak to teenagers, and I want them to be able to relate to it and be accessible to them. And so the style is very important for me to be not so complicated that it takes a lot of, times to reread it and analyze it and all of that, you know, like we do in school, which I again, is great. Um, But I think that my audience resonates more with that more contemporary modern style that is more simple. So to me, I don't like to have, you know, gatekeep poetry. I think Mm -hmm. anyone that wants to be a writer, you don't have to follow the specific structure. It can be whatever you make it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you can elaborate a little bit on uh, Girl Made of Glass, your recent work, Mm -hmm. and you say that it's about finding yourself forgiving yourself and lose and loving yourself and many um, ways our past haunts us and that's how we explore it Um, So what's the big message behind uh, the girl made of glass?
1: Yeah So girl made of glass is the person in the reflection of the mirror So whenever I look into the mirror, it's that girl That's that's coming back at me and giving me those negative thoughts about myself. That's telling me I'm not good enough It's telling me I'm not beautiful enough. That is the girl made of glass So that's the kind of the character in the book And throughout the book, I focus and write a lot about forgiving yourself. And what I mean by that is those negative times, those times where I wasn't nice to myself, those times where I believed all that self-doubt and let it hold me back. That is who The Girl Made of Glass is. And so it's really about um, knowing that it takes time to find yourself, um, knowing that you can forgive yourself for all of that self-doubt, that it will never fully go away, but you can make so many improvements And so by the end of the book, you know, my goal is for those readers to start on that journey themselves and see a path forward if they are feeling negativity as well.
2: Mm -hmm. And how did that come come along? As in, was it just a collection of things you've already written? Or did you dedicate yourself towards taking these feelings and emotions and then you said, I'm going to put them and compile them into a book?
1: Yeah, I wrote it as a book. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. just a bunch of poems that were written. I did do that in the past for past books. This one I set out with my mission. I knew what I wanted to tell, the story I wanted to tell, the character that I wanted to have in there. And so I wrote it not necessarily from beginning to end, but I wrote it with those themes in mind, knowing how I wanted the collection to look. And that's how I kind of wrote it with that mission in mind. I really thought about what I want my readers to take away from it. Um, And so that's how I put it together.
0: And, and what are you working on next? Now, is there something? Uh, is there any other work uh, in the pipeline?
1: Yeah, there is. I am working on my fourth book. It's also poetry, okay. um, but it will explore some different things. I've been writing a lot about time, which I haven't really written about in the past. Mm-hmm. Kind of at that age where I'm starting to feel like, am I running out of time to like do the things that I want to do? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I've been exploring time a lot. I think the pandemic really made me think about time more deeply, and losing people and all of yeah. that. Um, So that's something that I've been exploring a lot in my work that I think will be very prominent in my next collection.
2: And that is definitely something a lot of people around the world can share very easily. Even without the pandemic, the concept of time is something very difficult to grasp. As a human being, you might slow down and time is way ahead of you. So trying to catch up with time is a whole theme that anyone can definitely feel is relatable and what i love about what you're doing as well is that that you have a poetry club as well now usually when it comes to now i'm not saying anything against any author everybody has their time and um, their their efforts and whatnot their power to do something some of them might not be too open to having any sort of conversations with other poets or people who are just coming into the world of whatever genre they are writing for example let's say a fiction writer you might want to approach them and say, hey, can you read my writing? And they'd be not so keen about it. Again, not talking or saying anything about anybody, but you actually approach a lot of people and you're open when it comes to editing and helping them. So can you tell us more about the Poetry Club and this whole process if you say, I'm going to help you along with your journey as well?
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I think whenever I was first starting out, having like one or two poets that I looked up to Mm -hmm. support me. I remember one, Amanda Lovelace is a poet that I Mm -hmm. love. I asked her like, hey, I'm a new poet. I have a new book out. Would you, I'll give you a free copy. And I was so honored that she read it Mm -hmm. and that stayed with me for years. And I wanted to be that for other people as I learned so much about the industry and grew myself. Um, so yeah, I started the Poetry Club a couple years ago. It's grown to around 150 poets in there, in that community. And it's an international community. We have poets from all over the world, and they are wanting to learn how to write, but also how to publish, get their work out there. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I'm really, really proud of, but also I just love helping others because I know how impactful that was for me in my journey, and it really helped me form that community.
2: And um, can I also ask you, because you keep on referring to self-publishing, That's a whole terrifying realm. Can you tell us more about that? How do you navigate that as well? And how can you encourage people to go towards that that direction, instead of running after an editor, perhaps, or a big publishing house?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I've done done both. And they're both such different experiences. But self-publishing was how I started out and it's a lot of work like it's just a lot of work you're doing it all on yourself but you also are learning about the industry you're learning how to put like together a book from beginning to end it's an amazing feat and it feels so it feels so accomplished afterward um, so I used Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing, that's the name of uh, the company that I use. There's also Spark is another one that's pretty popular for self-publishing. Um, I think there's so many resources online to learn about it and to get into the process, knowing that there will be so many frustrations along the way, but try to find some other authors who have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so nice to have that control because you really you have all creative control, you make the decisions. So, of course, working with a publisher is nice who knows the market and can help you with the cover and all of that. But you learn so much doing it yourself, and I think that um, it's becoming more and more accessible for people. I mean, there's so many poets and other writers that are able to get their work out there that might not have because they face rejections from publishers and things mm-hmm. like that. So, I think it's a great avenue to take.
0: You mentioned how the the mentorship had you know, affected you and benefited you. You're also doing a talk later tonight, so if any of the listeners are out there saying they want to meet Shelby, they can do so at the, uh, the Poetry in the Digital World workshop that you're doing today. Um, can you talk to us about your, your key message that you, you're gonna be highlighting during that talk and, and passing on to the would-be poets or authors?
1: Yeah, I think that since we'll be talking about the digital world, just how important it is to own yourself as a writer and carve your own path because we have access to the internet we have access to social media and unlike so many writers that came before us you know we have this way to reach people around the world um, and do it by putting ourselves out there online and i think without you know, social media, like that's where my audience is. It's how I found a name for myself and and made my audience and found my readers all over the place. That's why I'm here, right? So um, I think that's something that we're going to be talking about for sure is how poetry has been around since the beginning of time, but how it's really found a place on social media and how so many poets have been able to make a name for themselves there.
2: And now that you have become not only a poet, but also a mentor, how can you balance that out, especially since you talk about mental health yourself? It can be very easy to stretch yourself thin, in terms of, I also, especially when you talk about self-publishing, Um, you want to get money, you do want to profit in one way or another, it's just a reality of things if you want to write or publish. Yes, it's a passion, but it's also, there's a part of you that wants to profit from it. You also want to reach as many people as possible, and at the same time, you want to help people. That's very difficult to do. So what do you tell people who end up stretching themselves thin, and how do you try not to fall into that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I do, I balance a lot. Um, I think I have to come back to my mission whenever I am getting stressed. And I do so many extra things like the Poetry Club, you know, other editing. Um, And so whenever I am feeling that pressure, Mm -hmm. I step back. My mission as a writer is to help other people feel less alone through my work. And um, setting aside, making sure that I'm always setting aside time to write and heal for myself do that is most important that's priority and these other things will fall into place but i have to carve out specific time on my calendar to make sure that my creativity can shine because that's the most important thing
0: and do you do you follow any kind of rituals or anything when it comes to being productive is there is there a a shelby way of doing things
1: (laughs) um you know i it's funny because i'm so digital forward with all of my stuff Mm. but whenever it comes to my schedule i'm a very much a paper and pen type of person Mm. so i have my planner i have my to-do list like blocked out hour by hour of what i'm going to get done that day i have my writing hour set aside i have you know respond to emails here answer phone call whatever it is very outlined i I like a routine and it changes day to day but I, i like to have it all written down i can look down and see okay this is what i'm doing now the next hour, I'm gonna do that. So that's kind of how I stay productive.
2: And what can you tell young poets listening to you right now? Especially since, yes, lots of other poets have paved the way for modern poetry and contemporary poetry, but I feel like that there's still some backlash about it, about it, quote unquote, not being real poetry. Mm -hmm. So what can you tell other people who are willing or want to go through towards that path and maybe learn from you?
1: Yeah, you know, I think every writer faces backlash. Mm-hmm. Like even, poet, or even poets that are considered real poets, you yep. know, they're gonna get people that don't like their work either. Yeah. So I think it's something that you have to be resilient mm-hmm. in any industry, but I think in writing, you get rejections, you get mm-hmm. negative feedback, you get criticism. Um, you have to you know, move forward despite that. Remember what your mission is. Mm-hmm. Remember that you want to make an impact and remember that poetry is healing for you as well. So don't let that stop you and, and just keep going.
0: Okay, lastly, I'd like to pick on that. Uh, how can poetry be healing? Because there's going to be lots of people suffering from mental health and sadly, they yes. don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. They do have that struggle and they think other people don't understand them. But when you preach the idea of poetry, how, what should they be doing within themselves to find some kind of sanctuary here?
1: Yeah, well, I think one, if you're writing it, just let it out. Like, don't think about other people might read this. Don't think about judging yourself while you're writing it. I like to just set a timer and just like start talking about my day, just write about my day and just let it out and just don't judge yourself. And I, I find that, you know, you might not notice it day one, but if you do it consistently, um, it's it really is healing. I mean, it, it feels so much lighter after you get everything out of your mind onto a, a page mm. Let out your anxieties. What are you nervous about right now? What is stressing you out? Just write about it and it really is so freeing to Have a ritual where you are kind of letting that out of your mind
0: Brilliant. Well, Shelby there was lots to learn uh, from this conversation I know we've got lots to look forward to uh, from your panel in Sharjah. So what time is it and uh, what are you expecting from it?
1: It is, I believe, at 7.15 p.m. um, Mm -hmm. And I'll be speaking with a couple other poets on the panel. We'll have a moderator asking us questions about um, poetry in the digital age. I think we'll be talking about social media and the internet and how poetry has kind of evolved over the years. So it should be a good session.
2: I don't doubt it, honestly. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be very exciting and a lot of fun. And good luck with Thank that you. session and good luck at being here at the Sharjah International Book Fair. I hope that you have a lot of fun here in Sharjah and at the book fair as well. Thank you
1: so much for having me. This is wonderful.
2: Likewise. We're going to take a quick break. And coming up next, more chats with people, exciting people from all around the world right here at the Sharjah International Book Fair.
0: Pulse 95 Live with Abdul Karim and Aisha. Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. (laughs)